want to continue our lesson as we have started in Romans chapter 4. We have come to the end of Romans chapter 4 and already I've, uh, we started, we entered into Romans chapter 5 and we're talking to you but we'll be sharing with you for the next couple of weeks on the results of righteousness, uh, the results of justification. Amen. Good morning. I mean, I mean, good afternoon, guys. <laughs> the results of justification. And so we, we've been sharing with you this all this week on my online uh, Bible school about this subject. And so uh, let's look at the latter part of verse of, of Romans chapter 4, Casey, and let's look here at verse... Uh, uh, mm. Well, let's look at verse 20, Romans 4.20, and let's see how far we get tonight in these lessons. I'll tell you what, if you've done, a, you know, doing this uh, actual study with me on the book of Romans, uh, it's the first time me just going chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And I tell you what, the more I look at it, the more I study it, you know, I have to I have to stop because I always go back to chapter one again. I see so much in there, chapter two, chapter three, and I can't go back and, and rehash that because I won't ever move forward. So uh finally got down here, but I pray my prayer is is that you got an understanding that we use Abraham as an object lesson of revealing the God kind of righteousness. Okay? And in that righteousness that we talked about, the God kind of righteousness, if you notice, it's not supported by what Abraham did. It is supported by how Abraham believed. And God did all the covenant is that God made with Abraham, not Abraham made with God. So the burden of the proof is always on the hand of the father to do what to reveal what is in his hand. Now, it took, it took some 25 years for Abraham to become fully persuaded, which is we get to this verse of Scripture right here where it says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Now, that's a powerful statement. Because everything that I reveal to you in the book of Genesis, chapter 15, 16, 17, 18, on down to 20, chapter 22, we've seen a lot of unbelief. We've seen a lot of mistakes. So how did Abraham, how did Scripture get, it get here and say he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God? What made him the word to, uh, when you think about the word stagger, what do you think about? Tripping. Uh, tripping. What's another word for staggered? Off bound, uh, waver. That's the key word. He didn't waver. He wasn't wavering any more about as a hundred year old man and Sarah being not. He didn't waver any more in his belief. He came to the place that he became fully persuaded. Watch this. He staggered not. And in actuality, one translation say he wavered not 
at the promise of God through unbelief, but notice, but was strong in faith. In other words, he was strong in what he believed that God can cause this to happen. And this is where you and I have to be. You have to become fully persuaded that what God has promised, God is able to perform. Are you listening to me? This is the God kind of righteousness. This righteousness that we're speaking of is not based on a performance. It's not based on self-effort. It's not based on an action. It's based on a belief of what God has said and my obedience to the faith of Christ in carrying it out. Amen. There is an obedience, but your obedience is in the faith of Christ. So it, it's, none of this is on you and I. None of this is on me saying, well, I got to do this, you know, to, to, uh, to make this right. I got to do this to make God move. I got to do this to, so that God could see what's, you know, so God could see that I'm serious. No. No. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Unbelief would be you hear what God is saying, you see what he's saying, he's revealed what is in his hand, and yet you still, you chose to believe not. Uh, another way to say a belief would be hardening your heart. He hardened his heart. Hmm? So notice that he staggered not at the promise of God, where? Through unbelief. In other words, he didn't harden his heart. He didn't, he didn't look at and say, God, you didn't lost your mind. There's just no way in the world that me and Sarah could bring forth a, a, a child. This, is, this can't happen. It never happened. You know that, and I know that. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? I'm putting you in a position that whereas you have to look and see that this was a impossibility of this happening in the flesh. You have to see when whatever God is requiring of you and I is have to be, I can't do that. It has to be God plus nothing. It can't be God plus me. Did you get it? Let me show you what I mean. Uh, Casey, look, uh, we'll come back. Uh, Romans chapter 11, look at verse 6. And now notice this, Romans chapter 11, and notice this in verse 6. Look what it says. And if by what? Grace then it is what? See, it's no more works. See, if it's grace, it's going to be grace by itself. In other words, grace is it's all God providing. It's all God doing. Now, I know we as believers, we know that. We know that's what that says. But when it's time to act on the word based on what it's saying, we got problem because we don't know how to rest. We don't know how to trust in that light. We don't know what that looked like. You know, it's like you put in a position that, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm helpless. I can't do nothing. 
And that's what God wants you to be. He wants you to be to the place like a barefooted priest. You're just trusting him. Your, your steps are, are careful. Your steps are on purpose because you trust him. Are y'all following me? And, and notice this. So he said, if it, if it is by grace, then there's no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. So that means if you did something to help this out, then it wasn't grace. You and I are just receiving. You're receiving what grace has made. You're the recipient of all of God's goodness. That's what you and I are. We are, we are receivers of his goodness. And we are, and as the Holy Spirit begins to direct us, we, that's when we, <clears throat> faith is the response. Faith is the admission. Faith is the access. Faith is the ticket into all God's grace. You remember, remember I don't know, do they do this? But when we was a kid, we had to stand in line to get a ticket, you know, you know, for their mission to get in, to get into the movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't go. I haven't been to the movie in a while. I don't know. They don't probably do that no more, do they? They don't do that no more. Oh, they still do it. Oh, yeah, but but that that was fun standing in line waiting to get your ticket. So that, why? Because if you didn't have that ticket, you weren't going to get in to see that movie, right? Remember that? Remember they stand at the door? Y'all, some of y'all don't remember that. that. You know, we old school, we know. Yeah. We, you, you had to stand at the door, and they had to give, they had to take your ticket and tear, the, tear half of it and give you the other piece back. So if you walked out or whatever, then you have that little half to show that, you know, I have a ticket, right? Them young folks, they don't know nothing about it. They just say, whoa, what? Huh? <laughs> okay. But anyway, you know, but faith is that admission. Faith is that access. Faith is that ticket of what you can, you know, it's your admission into all of God's goodness. It's what I'm trying to say. So faith is the response to God's grace. So now when you think about what God's grace is, we're talking about everything that he, the provision he's made for you and I, the new identity that you have that is in Christ Jesus. I don't care what you look like on the outside. That didn't change no way. Right? I mean, look, if I was uh, black and bald before I got born again, I mean, well, I wasn't. I, 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 well, I was black, but I, I wasn't bald. I had hair. <laughs> That might not be a good illustration, <laughs> you know. But I was handsome when I got saved, so if I was, you know. <laughs> but you know, you know, you, but but notice this: if I was black before I got saved, then guess what? I was black after I got saved. Nothing physically out would change, right? If I was stupid before I got saved, then guess what? I'd be stupid after I got saved. Well, mentally, nothing changed. So what changed? My spirit. See, mentally you didn't change. Physically you didn't change. But they both can change. 
Are you following what I'm saying? They both can change. <clears throat> I can't change the color of my skin, but guess what? I can show change my behavior, right? My attitude. Well, notice this. If it's by grace, then it's no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, see, if it is of your work, then guess what? It's no more grace. Otherwise, works is no more work. Amen. So I want you to get to the place as a believer that you have canceled out. No more of me, but all of you. Okay, let me give you one other verse of scripture to help you with this. Galatians 2.20. Uh, Casey, well, look at verse 16 first and then go to verse 20. <clears throat> verse 16. <clears throat> Knowing that a man... And that just mankind is not justified how? Remember, we're talking about the results of justification. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. Notice we didn't get rid of the law. We got rid of what? The works that the law made. And what did we do? We included what? The law of faith. Are you following what I'm saying? So... <clears throat> That's why he said, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. So that means, I don't care what the criteria is, whatever is wrong, whatever is not right, whatever has gone pickled up or soured or whatever, because your justification is not based on what you do. It's not something that may have happened to you. Say, well, that's a punishment to you. Well, you, you, know, you must have did something to make that happen. You know, some people used to say that, you know, <clears throat> you must have did something for that to happen. See, not recognizing that no matter what I do on my best day, it's never justifiable before God. Your justification doesn't come by how good you are, how bad you are. You know, your justification come by what God did through Jesus Christ for you and I. So the results of our justification is knowing this, is that I've been acquitted. To be acquittal means God is not holding or uh, imputing my sin, my whatever, my past. He's not imputing any of that. Why? Because he has reconciled, and this, if you're taking notes, this, this would be 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 19 through uh, 18 through 20. He has reconciled the world to himself. But notice how this, recon how this reconciliation came. It came through Christ. See, God has reconciled, meaning the books have been settled. Hmm? So therefore, God don't have nothing. He has no other way to look at you and I but perfect. Whole. So when you look down on yourself or someone else look down on you and try to use whatever, then guess what? All you have to do, you don't tell them that, but you know, you say in your mind, loser. <laughs> That's why I tell the devil, loser. Huh? Glory to God. That's how you tell it. See, when you talk to the devil like that, why? Because he know you know your rights. Amen. And see, he has to flee. Okay. Can y'all see that? So knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but how? But by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed. 
in Jesus Christ, that we might be what? Justified how? By the faith of Christ. Your acquittal, your right standing, your forgiveness of sin, your healing, your health, your protection, your provision, it is all by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. That's something that we really have to get and understand. It's not by the works of the law. You're not going to ever be good enough. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be what? Justified. Is that right? But if while we were, but if we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found what? Sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again, Paul said, the thing which I destroyed. Remember, he was of the law. He was persecuting the church. He had the church running. He said, if I build again the thing which I destroy, I make myself a transgressor. Because he put himself back up under the law. There is no law. There is no transgression when there is no law. Hmm? Can y'all see it? Yeah. For I through the law am dead to the law. That's all of us. Because you're born of God. Through the law, you're dead to the law that I might what? Live under God. You can't be alive under God uh, by the law. You only are alive without the law, but through the righteousness of God that came through Jesus Christ. Is that right? And we look at verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Everybody look at somebody and say, nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ living in me. That's what it is, see? It's Christ that lives in you. It's Christ that lives in you. What you're doing, you are displaying the Christ, the anointing of God in you. So when my body is attacked, when my mind is attacked, when my finances is attacked, when my marriage is attacked, when my relationship, when my boss is attacked, whatever it may be, then guess what? When it is attacked, I got hope. Amen? Why? Because, notice this. He says, but Christ liveth in me, the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God that what? Who loved me and gave himself for me. It's the life that I now live. It's the life that's in me that's going to make everything all right. Oh, y'all, 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 didn't, y'all didn't understand what I said. I'm telling you, you can have something wrong in your life, but when you look to the benefit, when you look to the righteousness of whose you are, you got to understand it's been abolished. Sickness, abolished. Uh, fear, abolished. Hmm? Sorrow, oppression, abolished. Right? Poverty, abolished. So it's nothing that I can be confronted with that can stick to me. It's all been abolished. So just because I've been attacked with something, just because I may be walking with something, doesn't mean that, hey, it can't get off me. Amen? That's the good news to you and I. Things happen in life, but thanks be unto God, we have the victory. He always causes us to do what? To triumph, right? 
Okay, now go back to Romans chapter 4, Casey. And look here at verse 21. As we talk about the results of righteousness or, or justification, he said, in being fully persuaded. Let's put this uh, 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 in the classic amplifier. Watch this. And being fully satisfied, fully satisfied and assured. Look at that. Can you see that? He was what? Fully satisfied and what? And assured that what? No, that you, that you is able, huh? Some of y'all not even sure yet, but it's God. <laughs> You know it was God. All right, I was just checking y'all out. You know, you got to yeah, loser. That's right. <laughs> so fully satisfied and assured that God was able. That's what you got to get in every situation that you and I are confronted with. You're teaching yourself. You're teaching your mind how to rest, how to trust. You're teaching your mind and your, and, your, and your body to learn how to rejoice. Yes, there's a crisis. Yes, I'm not rejoicing because I got this sickness. I'm not rejoicing because I got this. I'm rejoicing because I'm already healed. My sister can testify, right? I'm already healed. Can you see what I'm saying? I mean, she's not, she not healed because she got here. No, she was healed some 2,000 years ago. Can y'all see that? Okay. So he said, fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and what? And do what he what? Ooh, you know how we always look for a guarantee? Can you guarantee me that? JW, can you guarantee me that you're going to catch me 10 sack of lay by next Sunday? Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you, you know how we say, I guarantee this can happen. This right here, this is what he's doing. He notice it, fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep him. That's where he came. He got to the place that I'm not going to stagger this no more. I'm not going to waver with this anymore. Look look, we already messed up. I know God spoke to me. I know God gave me this promise. So what do we do? We try, to, we try to do something in the flesh. And we discover God not in it. God cleaned it up. Right? I mean, I mean, look at all the missteps that Abraham made. And notice it. God never stopped working with him. This is what I'm trying to show you. You're not going to be perfect. But you can be blameless. Blameless just simply means you're walking in the integrity of what God had called you to. That's what blameless means. You're walking in the integrity of that which God has called you to. Right? Next verse, Casey. That is why his faith was credited to him as righteousness or right sin. Why was his faith credited to him? We just read verse 21. Why was his faith credited to him? Go back to verse 21, Casey. 
Because he what? He became what? Fully satisfied and assured that God was able to do what he said he would do. Verse 22. That is why his faith was credited to him. Because he came to the place. Now that took some 25 years for that to happen. So that is why his faith was credited to him as righteousness or right standing with God because he became, he became fully satisfied or fully persuaded that what God had promised, God is able to perform. I mean, just think about this for a moment. I don't know. I use my imagination. A hundred-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman. They just, they just happen to be alive. Huh? And yet, they become intimate. Uh huh. Y'all can't even use your imagination. And and God bring forth, and Sarah, at 90 years old, pregnant. She's walking with this baby. She's carrying this baby. Huh? Look look how quiet you're. Am I talking to the right class tonight or what? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, but I mean, just think about it. 90 years old, she conceived. And you can't see that. But that's why you got to use your imagination. The word itself, what I'm trying to show you, it's the word that brought them together. And notice this. And by that word, that word empowered them to have that's intercourse to bring forth that object. Why? Because it was to the place that they could not. Why? It was his only begotten son at the age where they were at the word that God gave them. We know that Abraham had a child before, but it didn't come the way God wanted it. Sarah was already barren. But Sarah stayed barren as long as she did until they became convinced that God can do this. Okay? I think sometimes we will stay barren in what God has given us until we're convinced. This is not on me. This has to be all God. Amen? All right, next verse, Casey. But the words... It was credited to him, were written not were not written for his sake alone. Keep going. But they were written for our sake too. So you see, now we included. Righteousness, right standing, acceptable to God, will be granted and credit to us also who what? Believe in. So the word believe in goes, it put it in the bracket. The word believe in means to trust in. To adhere to and to rely on. That's when you say you believe. When you say you believe, guess what you're doing? You're putting your trust. You're putting all your trust in it. You're leaning so hard on God. If he moves, you're going to fall. That's what you're doing. That's what that trust means. 
I'm here to. I mean, look, I'm not listening to nothing else but his word. I don't care. The doctor said this. The banker said this. You know, the whatever. You know, no, no. I, you know, I, I thank you for your word, but I don't accept that. Why? You got the word from the Lord. And you, it's not so much to say, I've heard God spoke. When you open the word of God, that's God's word speaking to you when you understand the new covenant rights that you and I are partakers of. So what you're doing, you're looking at the word and you're coming in agreement with that covenant agreement and saying, that's mine. I thank you, Lord. I receive that. You don't have to have a voice of God. You don't have to have a word per se specifically from God. Healing is yours because it came through the atonement. Why go through a gruesome death? Why, why, why make a public display of the most gruesome death of an individual, both physically and then spiritually, what the Father made unto him on that cross for you and I? Why go through all of that? And I can't enjoy the benefits. And I see I got to do something on my own to earn. Why? So anytime you find yourself in a pickle, just look at what you're doing and say, okay, now let me see what I'm doing. Let me see what I'm trying to add. And you can make adjustments along the way. Amen. Next verse on Casey. Who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds. See that? Who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeed. Who betrayed him? Who betrayed Jesus? It's his own father for you and I. You see how important you are? Now that you have come to the light, now that you do have understanding of his love towards you, God will never cast you aside. And you'll ever have to be concerned that this cancer will come back to me again. Ha, ha, boy, I felt something on that. Because the devil has been trying to talk to you, and I'm telling you, no way. You say, loser! By his stripes, you not here. By his stripes, you were. That's, that's a past tense. If I were, then I am. And if I am, then I what? Eels. That's not good English. That's how bad rules call. I eels. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. No, it can't come back. And that's what you have to let the every time. No, you can't come back in the name of Jesus. That's how the righteous talk. See, if the righteous, see, the righteous speak. If the righteous don't speak, Brother George, then you're opening yourself up and allowing that thought or allowing those words to bamboo, I mean to, to bombard you in your mindset until you open your mouth. And say, I think it's back. I don't have no strength this time. That's how the enemy 
He don't win. You and I are the victim that opened the door. The door would be your mouth and your mindset. Now, just because you have a bad thought, just because you have a negative thought, that doesn't mean something wrong with you. Uh, no. It's just trying to figure out, you know, are you, you know, are you open for this thought? That's all to it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. The Holy Ghost is on this sphere. Who was betrayed and put to death. He was betrayed by his own disciples. He is betrayed by Pilate. The father had to turn his back on him because of our misdeed and was raised to secure our justification. That means our acquittal. So he didn't just die, but he was raised up. That's where you and I get excited. He not only took my sin, but he was raised up for my justification. So what does the word justification mean? Just as it never happened. And that's how you have to see yourself. Amen. Making our account, that's what the word imputed, making our account balance and absolving us from all what? Guilt where? Before God. You see, the guilt is before God. He absorbed it all. He, uh, he balanced the account. So there's no more guilt. So God is looking at you and I, not only just you and I, but those who are not born again. God is looking at them the same way he's looking at you. They just don't see it. They don't know it. Hmm? All right, here we go. Chapter 5, verse 1, Casey. Therefore, everybody say therefore. therefore. Now you see, anytime you see the word therefore, you got to see the word therefore mean. Let's see what it's therefore, what it's therefore. That's what it means. All right, let's see what it's therefore. Therefore mean what? Therefore what? Since. Oh, I love this. Can you see it? Since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God. You know how powerful that is? You, you, can't, you can't communicate this way to everyone. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, me and God, I'm, 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 I'm right standing with God. I'm all right with God. Me and God, we all right. What you mean? You talk to a religious-minded person. I've been, trying, been working on being right with God for, for 50-something years. Well, I grew up as an old Baptist boy. I used to, you know, we used to sit on, I used to hate to go to, uh, on Friday night, we used to have what would they call uh, your determination. And them people, them people get up there, first of all, you got to have a song. You got to sing a song. And then once they get through with the song, they say, well, I've been on this journey for 47 years, and I'm still believing, I'm still thanking God that he's going to make me righteous. See, they're thinking by the journey, by they keep suffering, by they keep doing this. They think everything is okay, and I'm trying to tell you, no, it's not. 
That's, uh, that's false. That's what religion has done to God's people. Religion, will, religion kills. Hmm? You are right standing with God. Notice, that, notice what your right standing with God is. Notice how it comes. Through faith. Right? So let us grasp the fact. That we what? Have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy. That reconciliation is your, is your confirmation. When that thing come talking to you, you let you you hold up your Bible and say, in the name of Jesus, I declare I've been reconciled. The books have been settled. No, you don't. And the devil going to do what? The qualification for the, devil to, for the devil to flee, number one, you have to submit yourself to God. You cannot resist the devil unless you submit. What, it, what does the word submit mean to, to God when it says to submit? To submit means to come up under. What am I coming up under? I'm coming up under what the word of God says. So what does the word of God say? Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the peace not going to come because everything is hokadori. No, right in the midst of the storm. Right in the midst of the crisis. That's what this is talking about. Why? Because reconciliation has been taken care of. I've been acquitted. I've been declared righteous. So it said, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation. So when you talk about peace, peace is a fruit of the Spirit. So I could be troubled. Trouble could be all around me, but not on the inside of me. I could still be at peace. Why? Because God already reconciled this. God already resolved this. I may not know the answer right away in my head, but my spirit already know. My spirit let me know, oh, you ain't got to be all Fashe about that. Y'all know what Fashe is, huh? Yeah. You ain't got to be all mad about that. Let it go. Right? The night before Christmas in all the house. I mean, nobody said nothing. Yes, what well, pastors just don't understand. Sometimes you got to get Fashe. You got you to you let them know what's on your mind. No, no, you don't. You got the mind of Christ. Right? There we go again. <laughs> All right. So notice this. All right. Um, the NLT uh, case in this verse. My boy, look at that. I only got three minutes left. My goodness, we ain't gonna even get to verse four. Therefore, since we have been made right. 
in God's sight. How? By faith, we have what? Peace with God because of what? Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done, right? Look at verse 2. Because our faith, Christ, has brought us into this place of what? Undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently, joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Now, watch this. Put this back in the in the classic amplifier. Through him, also, we have our access, entrance, introduction. Where? By faith into this grace, meaning the state of God's what? Favor. Now watch this. Put it back in the now put it in the old King James. I'm giving you a different translation. This is the best one I love. By whom? Will it go back to verse one, Casey? Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access. The word access means, I told y'all earlier, mean what? Admission. It also means ticket. It, in, in other words, you know, long time ago, I used to hear Brother Hagin was saying, you can write your own ticket with God. I really didn't know what that really meant until I looked that up and realized, okay, so that's simply saying, that's simply saying because you already know what God's grace have done. So therefore, if the word say you heal, then faith is the response. That's your ticket. Faith is response of making the exchange and saying, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. So what am I doing? I'm writing, I'm writing my own ticket, uh, 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 my own uh, affirmation. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Can y'all see that? That's what you're doing. Well, watch this. It said, by whom also we have access. So faith knows that the access is by faith into this grace. So that means faith is what? Is the admission that you and I are the ticket that you and I are using to do what? Make the exchange. Okay? So faith is on our part. But notice this. It's not like you're getting faith you already have faith. You're using it as the response to receive what grace have made provision for. Right? Just like if you went to the store, if you went to Walmart, you, you know, uh, you got $50 of grocery. What do you do? You put your debit card, credit card, or whatever, cash. What are you doing? You're giving, you, the, 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 to take the goods have to be, the exchange have to be made with some type of what? Money. Is that right? Well, it's the same thing you're doing with the word. But faith is the only response for it. 
You can't make, it can't be nothing else. It can't be your goodness. It can't be I fasted three days. It can't be I gave $10,000 to the church. It can't be uh, I'm always at church every time the doors are open. It can't be, you know, a lot of the things that people look at to think that their justification is sure. No, your justification is only sure through what Jesus Christ has done for you and I. Can you see that? I'm not going to go to the next two verses because it's going to take a lot of time because one thing I want you to get out of this, as I want you all to study that in the next two verses. You're going to see the word patient. You're going to see the word experience. And you're going to see the word temptation. You have to recognize that temptation, the trials, is not of God. There's, there's no temptation and there's no trial that God is testing your faith. Some people say, child, God was just testing your faith. You got to, you know, you got to be polite. No, God don't test people with sickness. Well, you know, he won't see how, he won't see, you know, he, he won't see, you know, what you're going to do. No. Would you test your child with sickness? Absolutely not. My wife say my time is up. Me and JW got to go to church and get our bucket of chicken. Amen. Did y'all learn anything tonight? Yes. 